this half-term report edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at circasports.com. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Pretty Boy Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, today is Tuesday, the 11th of July, and we're here for a little half term report. And we're going to have a look on the standings, our pre season picks. Um, our pre-season player prop and awards picks um, and have a little uh, chin wag about what might go down in the second half of the season too and how we're feeling about it. Joining us first up is the uh, OG. It's an old man special where uh, Mr. Munaf Manji. Munaf, how are you doing? Doing well. Uh, enjoying a little uh, break, I guess we can say, from the MLB season. Uh, it's a grind. You know, we've talked about it that we handicap so many games every single day. It's, it's not to get. It's nice to get a little break. Uh, Homer Derby was fun last night. Got the All Star game, and then games were starting back up on Friday. But like you mentioned here, to kind of, you know, give the listeners maybe they're tuning in right now to the baseball season, kind of getting them caught up um, because July there's not really a lot to bet on. But uh, yeah, looking forward to you know talking it out with you guys and looking back at how bad or how good our preseason picks were. Funny enough, talk about the grind. On Sunday night, I was thinking, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm really looking forward to the break. Have a little rest, maybe a night off from doing the show, a night off from putting my picks in tally site and blah, 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 setting fantasy lineups. And then by Monday, my teeth were itching. I just wanted baseball back again. I was like, shit, <laughs> how do we ever survive? So uh, my mind was completely playing tricks on me and I wanted the baseball back. So I'm happy to be talking a little bit. Um, our third wheel tonight uh, is Mr. Lonte Smith. Lonte, how are you? Yeah, man, I echo what Munaf was saying. Nice to have a, a small break um, in between um, handicapping all these games. But uh, like you, man, I'm, I'm ready for it to to be back in, in a certain degree. But um, yeah, man, looking forward to breaking this stuff down and uh, seeing where you guys stand. I know I wasn't on the show giving out the um, before season picks, so I'm interested to see what you guys had and then we can discuss that. Yeah, the... Uh... The YouTube chat is live and kicking as always. TDDBJ was first in. Even Trev, Captain Sano. Uh, well, says here, Seth, new name on me. Good evening, Seth, and Aiden as well. Uh, so, good evening, everybody. Um, and here's Kason's joined us as well. Nice to see. Um, funnily enough, I've went, so I've gone through my little uh, preseason picks, and not very often I get a chance to kind of pat myself on the back. Although last week I claimed I was an expert at baseball. Um, rather than like baseball. But yeah, my preseason picks have gone okay. The, the, the divisional pick, loads of over-unders look uh, more than okay. And quite a lot of the player props as well, I think. If I could cash them all now, now I would definitely be uh, in a position of profit. So um, if we well, let the standings page and we'll sort of go down starting from there. Um, and if we start in the AL East, this was... Probably the most uh, fun division at the start of the season, a handicap. You could have thrown a blanket really over four of the teams. Boston were the one who were a little bit of a of a bigger price, but uh, maybe Boston and Baltimore, but Tampa Bay, Toronto, and New York were all very, very even in the in the betting, with Baltimore and Boston uh, Boston a little bit further out. But it's been an excellent division. I mean, Boston sitting fifth place. 
with a, a record of 527. Baltimore will probably been the surprise team, only two games back. Tampa had the really hot start, just had a wobble before we got to this half-time break, Tampa Bay. Um, I think the fact that they won that last game on Sunday night will have psychologically been uh, such a relief for them to have been able to breathe out um, because Atlanta had schooled them and uh, Baltimore are absolutely on the tails. Then you've got a misfiring Yankees team and a Toronto team that we just don't really know how to trust. Um, I took the Rays at plus 380, so I was delighted about that uh, two weeks ago. I'm still okay with it. They're minus 300 now, um, the Rays, so I'm happy with that. And they, they were my one of my World Series picks, actually, as well. And my main pick on the totals was the Red Sox over. Um, it's 77 and a half. Uh, currently, uh, 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 Winning percentage of 527. Uh, so on pace, okay there. And then in the Futures Friday, the first Futures Friday, myself and Noah did. Um, it was only after 13 games of the season. And we gave out Baltimore at 30 to 1. Now, I don't know what had happened in the first two weeks uh, for myself and Noah to lead towards Baltimore, but Baltimore certainly won't be 30 to 1 shots anymore. Um, but yeah, this has been a great division, Moonaf. And um, where you were you Blue Jays, I think, at the start of the season, weren't you? And I mean, it's still wide open now, though. You couldn't put a line through any of these teams. Yeah, I was, I was um, actually looking at the standings as we were prepping for the show today, and I was I was very surprised to see that Baltimore was only two games back of the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, it just felt like the Rays were just running away with this division, um, kind of like you alluded to, Mal, at the beginning of the season, right, where they got off to that 10-0 start, and you know they were just absolutely crushing at home. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, but here come the Baltimore Orioles, uh, just two games back as we kind of um, get ready for ready for the start of the second half of the season. Um, I mean, this t- division has really been competitive. I mean, all five teams have a winning record. All five teams are above uh, five, five games above 500. So um, I think that's been kind of expected. At least we know that three or four teams are always going to be good in this division. We know that Baltimore maybe over the past several seasons weren't just a very good baseball team, but with all the young talent that they do have, um, this is a fun team to watch. So uh, I actually went under on the race. You know, I'm, I'm wearing the clown mask on that, but they've been a really good baseball team. I know they've been dealing with some injuries, at least on the pitching rotation, um, but this team is just an absolute wagon during the regular season. And it always just comes down to what they can do in the playoffs. Is this this year? I think it's it's highly possible that they can make a run like you had for them to uh, at least get to the World Series. But um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, Baltimore's caught fire. Toronto could catch fire. I know Yankees have been dealing with injuries. Boston, um, the pitching rotation hasn't been that great this season, but they're they're still forty eight and uh, forty three. I know you took the over, like you mentioned, on their win total. So. Um, it, it's it's going to be a fun division to watch in the second half of the season. And who knows, maybe the Blue Jays do get hot. Um, or, and maybe the Baltimore Orioles just two games back end up winning the ALE. So this is going to be a fun division to watch for sure. Uh, Lontu, did you have any uh, preseason action on the ALE? Yeah, so I had a bunch of exposure on Toronto. Um, I got them to win the division. Uh, their win total over World Series. Um, that's probably not looking too good. Um, but I did bet, uh, have a bet on Baltimore to go over. Um, so that's looking good right now. I didn't add the, um, to win the division. Uh, I was kind of late to the, I was kind of late to the party. Um, and then, you know, Baltimore got off, I mean, uh, Toronto, not Toronto, uh, Tampa, I'm sorry, got off to that fast start and it was kind of like, uh, well, they're not coming back. And now they've came back a little to earth. Uh, I'm kind of, I guess, 
not concerned, but I got questions about the Baltimore pitching rotation. I'm not sure how good those guys will be down the stretch in high leverage situations. I mean, everybody knows, you know, regular season is nowhere near um, the intensity um, that the postseason is. So I kind of worry about the pitching rotation. Not worried to really, I'm not really worried about their bats. I mean, I know they went to, um, they went through a bit of a funk, uh, maybe like a week or two ago, where they they couldn't score and then they busted out against the Yankees. Um, I think they had like 13 runs in four innings, something like that. But outside of that, man, I think Toronto was like my biggest um, concern there. I'm not sure if they can get it back on track. Maybe. Uh, but they've just been too inconsistent for me. Um, but right now, I think I seen somebody in the chat say that uh, Baltimore was at four to one. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, I don't hate anything uh, over four, four or above. I don't hate that, especially with the way Tampa's been playing as of late. Yeah, Baltimore fours. You've got Toronto at nine. Uh, New York Yankees eleven to one. Then the Red Sox uh, are at fifties for that division. I mean, it. it Minus 300 for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, now, although uh, I picked them at the start of the season, I'd absolutely be looking somewhere else. Um, just because it's such a tight division, you've got so many good teams in there. Um, and so, yeah, Cole, I think there's value. If, um, if the Yankees get Judge back and Rodon gets in the rotation, I mean, they, they're they a different team um, with, with Judge in the lineup, that's for sure. And I think numbers back that up also. But they're not too far off. Uh, I mean, seven games back, if I'm not mistaken. And now maybe not to catch uh, Tampa, but they might can put a scare in them if they, if they get going in the right direction and get Rodon uh, implemented into that rotation. I'm expecting them to make a few moves also. So uh, A totally different um, kettle of fish here, the AL Central. We've mentioned this a fact a, a couple of times. So when you put the standings page up on MLB, um, and the AL East goes, Tampa Bay down to Boston. And then the AL Central starts with Cleveland, who have a worse record than Boston. So it just goes one to 10. Mm-hmm. So you've got Boston at five, then Cleveland with a winning record of 500, the top of the AL Central, all the way down. So, I mean, the top of that division would be enough for uh, by far the worst record in the AL East. Um, Cleveland at 500, Minnesota half a game back. And then the other three teams, I mean, Detroit alive and kicking. Someone was talking Detroit. We might have been Scott, actually. I think Scott was talking Detroit the last week with the White Sox eight games back. Um, I had Minnesota pre-season, um, but I mean, the, the, like I say, I wouldn't, it's just such a horrible, if, you, if you're looking to make a bet, I don't think anyone's thinking, oh, I'll run to the window and look at this AL Central division because it's just a bit of a mess. Um, my other pick was the Kansas City Royals to go over the total, which they are not. They are, the total was 69 and a half. They are on pace for 46 wins. So I'm going to lose that one by 24 games. At least I know my fate now. I'm not going to lose it on the last day of the season. But yeah, the AL Central is a little bit ugly, Moon, enough to uh, to try and find anything fancy to play here. Yeah, I mean, not much. I did pick the Guardians at the beginning of the season. It, it just seems like it's going to be a two-horse race between the Twins and the Guardians. I don't buy the Detroit Tigers stock. Um, I, I think there's just too many inefficiencies and, and too much young talent uh, there for them to compete, at least this year. Maybe in the next couple of years, uh, they'll, they'll be there. I think they're kind of like the Baltimore Orioles um, of the uh, AL Central Division with all the talent that they do have. But um yeah, I think that it's just going to be a two-horse race uh, between these two teams. I did take the under on the Royals uh, uh, for this uh, as my best bet for this division. That one's looking pretty good at, as they only have 26 wins. So um, not the one of the more exciting ones like the AL East, but I, yeah, I didn't really have much for the AL Central. Yeah, it, it's tricky. Lonte, could you find anything here to excite us? 
Yeah, no, nah, not really. Um, I had the Twins um, just thinking that everybody else was take a step back. I do like the way Cleveland's playing. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So uh, what I'm hoping for is that Minnesota can go on a run and Cleveland can slow down a little bit. And then I can get Cleveland at a plus price and I'll still come out a winner either way. Because like Moonoff said, I think it's a two-horse race. Detroit next year is going to be interesting. Um, yeah. I, I think yeah. people were saying they had a decent draft this year also. So I'm thinking next year uh, is going to be the year that they step up to the plate. And like Moonoff said, I think Baltimore is a perfect example. Or Cincinnati, you know, with their young core. They got a bunch of young guys on that Cincinnati team. I know we'll get to them later. But, yeah, I didn't have much. I mean, I got the Twins preseason um, to win that division. Uh, I mean, only a half game back, uh, so I feel okay about it. But I'm hoping that I can get Cleveland to go on a little – uh, losing streak, so I can get them at a get them at a plus price and basically uh, win out here because I think those are the only two teams that can win that division. Yeah, there's been a little bit of talk about Cleveland uh, trading some players away. Um, I've yeah, seen sure. Shane Bieber's name bandied around, so it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, trade deadline coming up, that's going to move some of these lines a little bit. Detroit did get a load of players back last week, sort of under the radar. Players, Spencer Tolkison came back, yeah. and then you had Alex Fayedo, Erod came back. Um, Somebody Google. else came Google back Google. as well for them. Sorry? The pitcher? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Tarek Scooby. So they got a load of names, but I mean, they'll hang around. They'll probably finish third. People have been told the White Sox up, but it's just so hard because I think they're going to trade players away as well. Um, so, yeah, I think we're better off spending, uh, devoting some time in the other divisions. Now, a division that has been um, good fun is the AL West, and the, the AL West has been fun because Texas have made a good fist of this. Um, as we go into this break, uh, Houston had closed the gap. Texas went on a little wobble, three and seven in their last 10. Houston closed the gap to two. And I think the the show we did last Thursday, we talked about how um, some of the, the big teams just in the last week had started looming large in, in the rear view mirror of uh, Texas and Arizona. Suddenly saw the Dodgers that came out of nowhere and went past them on the last day. Um, my pick, as always, we talked about this food after the start of the season. We said, I'm going to pick the Angels. And in the middle of the season, I'll be asking myself why I picked the Angels. And obviously, why did I pick the Angels? Um, my, the two overs I picked were Houston on the unders, uh, 95 and a half. They're on pace for 89. So I've got a bit of wiggle room there. And I took the over on Oakland. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking there either. Um <laughs> They're well uh, over 59 and a half there on pace for 44. But yeah, it's the it's uh, Texas that have made this uh, division such a good race. The pitching rotation is okay, uh, a little bit above average. It's the bats who've got a, a decent, a really good lineup, actually. We talked at length how, how long their lineup is. Um, Tavares, Batnitz, I think it's, it's, it's maybe Ezekiel Duran at seven, Tavares eight. Uh, Travis Jankowski's been batting at nine, all with batting averages up around 300. So they're putting stuff together. And they've, they've got a team, I think, that could do bits in the playoffs as well. We've talked about Nathan Yavaldi. Um, we'll mention him when we get onto some of the player props later on. But yeah, I've, I've kind of missed on me, me Angels pick. That I mean, Mike Trump going down. We don't need to talk about the Angels. Everyone knows what happens and, and why it happens there. So, Moonaf, uh, your hometown Astros, do you think they're going to run down Texas in the second half. I mean, it's this is the tightest on the books. Houston are plus 110 uh, with Texas round about minus 120. So, oh, sorry, minus 105, plus 105. Yeah. So really, it's a heads or tails, Texas or Houston. Yeah, I know the Astros are dealing with a lot of injuries right now. I know Jordan Alvarez and uh, Jose Altuve are on the IL right now. Hopefully they get those guys back sooner rather than later. 
Um, and then I think the biggest issue has been that pitching rotation, how many injuries they have dealt with there. I know they lost Luis Garcia. Lance McCullers has just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, they lost Justin Verlander in the offseason, but give a lot of credit to guys like Christian Javier and Framber Valdez, JP France, um, some of the names that we aren't traditionally um, heard about uh, in this uh, Astros rotation, but they, they've been going along really well. And again, the biggest thing for this team has been the injuries. And I think when those two bats do come back, um, I think they're going to make a run in the second half of the season. I know last, I think it was two seasons ago, Mal, me, you and I uh, took the Astros when we were doing the second half preview. Uh, we'll do that on Wednesday. I'll uh, try to find some division winners there. So uh, we gave the Astros two seasons ago at a, plus, at a nice plus price, and we cashed yeah. on that. So I think we might see something similar this uh, second half of the year. And again, we've seen the Astros. They're not a- afraid to make moves when they when they need to. And I think they're going to may add another pitching uh, pitching arm into that rotation. And they do have some more injuries there uh, in that rotation. But, yeah, I'm high on the Astros. For the Rangers, the offense has been really good. I'm, I still have concerns about the uh, the pitching rotation. I know you mentioned it. Evaldi has been really good. Dade Dunning has been good as well. But um, I, I feel like there's some regression coming for, for that team as far as the pitching, uh, pitching goes. So, for me, I'm still on the Astros bandwagon. Uh, I think they make a run in the second half and, and eventually get the AL West crown again. I do think Texas might go and spend some money if they want to. They don't seem bothered about that particularly. They went and picked up Chapman. They need a, yeah. a bullpen arm. They needed yeah. a closer. They went and picked Chapman up three weeks before the trade deadline. So they're not playing games. Like if they want someone, I think they'll go out and get them. So we'll, we'll see what they do there. But uh, Lonte, if you could take Houston or Texas, where would you go? Yeah, so um, I think I don't know if I texted you enough or, uh, or if we were doing the show, but when they were four games back, um, I took a piece of Houston. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the number. But uh, I think it was closer to maybe like three to one, two and a half to one or something like that. But I took them then because I thought that, A, they were going to make a move or two at the deadline. And I think, Mona, if you agree with that. And I thought their pitching has just been like the top of the rotation had just been getting kind of unlucky. I think um, Valdez has been pitching extremely well. He just wasn't getting the bat support. And once you are done gets back in that lineup, everything changes. I mean, he's a big bat in the middle of that lineup. Also, um, Jose was banged up. I think he's back on – is he back on the I.L. or is that just – He's on the 10-day I.L. He should be back uh, maybe next week or the week after. He's probably, but he's probably just wanted serious. to get an extra risk. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I like I like him, when, especially whenever Jordan comes back. I mean, I'm not a proponent of betting against Houston, especially later in the season when they start rolling. I'm a big believer in, in their pitching. They're unbelievable at home. Um, I think once they get Jordan back in the lineup, they'll be even more dangerous. So I did take a piece of um, Houston maybe like a week or two ago um, before they uh, got down to two games. Um, uh, season long, I took the Mariners under. Um, I, I got a I got a fairly decent number. So, I mean, they're on pace to, to go over it by like a smidge, but I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I, I think they'll come back. I think they'll come back down to earth. Um because Castillo, he's pitching okay, but not up to the level that they wanted him to. Um, yeah, I just, I, you know, they strike out. They strike out too much. I mean, they don't put the ball in play. It's either a strikeout or or a home run for them. So I got the Mariners under, and I got a piece of um, Houston at between two and a half and three to one. I got to check my portfolio on that. But outside of that, man, I think Houston is is in for a run later in the season. Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. But you do. Just, just the last week or so, you see the the, the specter of Houston looming in that division. Yeah. Um, and if I was Texas, I'd be uh, I'd be listening to those yeah. footsteps. I don't trust um, that. I don't trust Texas's bullpen. That's their only reason why I don't trust their bullpen at all. So they're relying a lot on those pitchers to go, you know, six, seven innings. And I I just don't know if that's sustainable, like you guys both mentioned. 
Circus Sports are back with the Circa Millions and the Circa Survivor. You've got 14 million bucks in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Uh, the Circa Millions, you need to pick five NFL games against the spread every week. And in the Survivor contest, just pick a different money line winner each week. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. The SGPN boys will be out there the last weekend in August. Uh, you need to go to circusports.com for all of the details. Circusports.com. Uh, for all of the details to enter that. Uh, okay, so we'll move into the National League. Uh, the National League East is a procession at the moment. The Atlanta Braves were my pick at plus 140. Uh, Bosch, I mean, they're about minus 2,000, minus 20,000, I think, actually. Uh, 20 to 1 on uh, roundabout this this juncture. They have an eight and a half game lead. The main rivals are meant to be the Mets, who are 18 and a half games behind them. Um Another pick, my second pick was Philly to finish third, exactly third, at plus 175. And they are sitting quite nicely in third. Um, four and a half games behind Miami and six and a half games in front of the Mets, which is a nice cushion. And it's exactly what I thought would happen, but the other way around, I thought it would be the Mets on one side and Miami on the other. So I'll take my little bit look there. And my third play was Washington over 59 and a half. They're on pace for 65. And have showed uh, decent form, Washington. They've got a couple of good pitches, um, and some of their players are going okay. But yeah, Atlanta at the moment, uh, Lonte, have just been different gravy. Yeah. Did you bet all the bad teams to go over? Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Oh, and yeah. you know what? It's, no, no, it's, so you're one of two right now, man. So hey, if we got we got a couple more divisions left, you can get your money back. Yeah, the better ones come later on. Yeah, I got all the dog shit ones later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's not really much to talk about here. I mean, Atlanta is is a juggernaut. I just put in the chat that I thought that they should play the AL All Stars and, and see who who'd win. And, and they'd probably be more entertaining than what we got in the All Star game now. But um, yeah, I mean. Me and Moonoff talked about it, I think, on Futures Friday again. Like, they're still getting guys back. Like, they're going to get their two rotational pieces back, which will bump everybody else um, down. And the younger guys are getting experience right now. I mean, they're hitting a the cover off the ball, especially at home. I mean, the Marlins, I, I guess, are, are really good. But, again, you're playing in a division with Atlanta. And somebody brought up, I think they have a couple of series with um, Atlanta in. Um I think the first few months. So, I mean, that's not a good, that's not a good opportunity to pick up some ground there. Um, but outside of that, man, I just, I don't think you can play anything other than Atlanta. Me and you, Munaf, I think we went over it Friday um, extensively and we didn't see any kind of way to bet either team going forward. Uh, I guess if you want to take some, if you're a big Miami believer, if you want to take some of them to, you know, maybe win the, the pennant, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you can spin it, but Either way, nothing you can do um, in that division with the biggest, as big a favorite as Atlanta is. Uh, Moonaf, did you find anything fancy on this? No, I mean, my biggest bet of the year are for this season, at least was on the Braves, is uh, over 95 and a half wins. Um, and that's looking really good right now. I mean, this team is just an absolute juggernaut. The lineup is like from one from one to nine, it's just so good. Uh, like Lante mentioned, they're going to get Max Fried and Kyle Wright back soon. Uh, Mike Soroka came back. I know he hasn't had the greatest start to the uh, in his comeback yet, um, but they're not. They don't need him to be that guy that he was prior to all those injuries that he was dealing with. But uh, this team is just just so good. I, I would, I mean, I picked them to make it to the World Series out of the National League. I think the bigger story in this division has been the New York Mets about all the spending that they did do. I feel like we talk about that on every single podcast, but it might come to a point at the trade deadline, guys, that. 
maybe some of these guys out of these no trade clauses like Max Scherzer's of the world that, you know, may end up getting traded to a contender just because number one, they could, they could get off of the money. Um, can the New York Mets and then also Max Scherzer can go out and compete for maybe getting another, uh, a ring. But when it comes to, if, if this team, it doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're on three to one or four to one to make the playoffs. But even if Scherzer does get traded, I just don't, I don't trust him to be that guy in the playoffs like he's in the regular season because I think we saw last year that he was giving up the home runs. He was giving up about four to five earned runs, and the team just wasn't having a lot of success. So for this division, I mean, the odds, you guys see it right there. It's a Braves division, and again, I don't think any other team outside of maybe they get a wild card spot, but again, um, the Braves have just ran away with it, Mel. What'd you, what would you like to see, Scherzer, if anywhere? Like, where, where do you think they could move him to where he'd be more productive? I mean... I think I think he could, get, I think he could look good in Houston, man. I was going to say, I was going to say, the Astros are an option. I think the Guardians may be an option. Um, who knows? He could go back to the Dodgers. I know we'll talk about the NL yep. West here in a minute, but um, that's a team that needs uh, some pitching help as well. But yeah, I know they definitely. have Walker Bueller. Uh, they don't have uh, – they lost Dustin May again as well. They don't really have that frontline guy. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, they, they, there's several options, at least in the National League, for Max Scherzer. The Dodgers is a great call. I mean, if I love that, we're going to talk about the Dodgers and their pitching uh, in a little while. But, yeah, that uh, that never occurred to me, but that would be interesting. Uh, NL Central is next up, where Cincinnati are being the story uh, and fantastic as well. I was listening to a podcast in the off-season – that were just completely and utterly down on everything to do with Cincinnati, the ownership, and the, the when the owner had said, where else are you going to go about the fans? And early in the season, they had, what, like 3,000 fans. They were kind of arrived in Oakland uh, for an empty ballpark. And all of a sudden, they brought a few kids up. Um, some of the rookies started pitching, and they've just been absolutely flames and loads of fun with it. I mean... Ellie Dela Cruz. I can't believe we've got 26 minutes into a show without mentioning Ellie Dela Cruz. The three, the three steals on whatever night it was, Saturday or Sunday night, made me smile so much. I made Bob come and watch it. Um, it was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And so, I mean, great for baseball as well as great for great for the league. It's been good for a betting point of view as well. There's been loads of fun props on Cincinnati. We've had people like Andrew Abbott, who you can back at plus 160 every start. He just wins. So loads of good stuff there. Well, one game up on the Brewers, a little bit Midland. So, yeah, my picks here were, I picked the Brewers to make the playoffs at even money, uh, which was a bit boring. But then all the dog shit teams to go over, Lonte, I was in again, Pittsburgh over 66 and a half on pace for 73. And Cincinnati over 64 and a half. They might do that by next Sunday. Um, so I might break my record. I did Baltimore pretty quick last year. Uh, but Cincinnati might do it <laughs> before the end of July. So that looks like it's money in the bank. And I did take an under. I'm not entirely one-dimensional. I took the Cubs under, um, 77 and a half. They're on pace for 76, so a bit of a photo finish, but I wasn't really on the Cubs. Um, a little bit like the other central, though, Moonaf. It's uh, it's not the most exciting, but Cincinnati have made it um, a little bit um, so we can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, they've been exciting. I think last year was the season to fade this red team. I didn't remember taking the under on them. Um, but this season, I mean, they have a lot of young talent mixed in with some, you know, some veterans in there, and it's an exciting ball club. Um, the pitching is always a concern with the Cincinnati Reds or, or a team that you want to get behind. 
Uh, I think they should be getting Nick Lodolo back soon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but again, when you're throwing out guys like Luke Weaver in your everyday rotation, it, it's kind of going to be hard for them to make the playoffs here. Um, but they can, I mean, they can ride the back of, of Cruz. I mean, he's just an electric player. It's just so fun to watch. I think it was the, the one of the last games before the All-Star break where he stole uh, second base, third base, and I think he stole home as well off of like two pitches or something like that. So yeah. The, the the future is bright for Cincinnati for a Reds fan, so the, there's no mistake about that. I know a lot of guys picked up some tickets, especially in the Discord channel, uh, for the Reds to win the division. Um, they got some nice plus price. I know TVDBJ has been on them as well. So, um, yeah, this this division, I think the biggest disappointment has been the St. Louis Cardinals. No, we'll touch on them here in a second. But the Reds are an exciting team, man. They got some young talent. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can battle out with the Brewers here because – I haven't been the biggest Brewers supporter over the past couple of seasons just because I think their offense isn't very good. Uh, Lonti, uh, anything in this division for you? Man, I, I just love every time Cincinnati has a game, I make sure I watch it. I mean, they're just that, they're just electric. So um, I got them to win the division at a, at a decent number. I got Pittsburgh to win the division at a big number uh, under on the cards. Um, and I'm, I'm waiting for a little bit of separation so I can take the Brewers at a, at a decent price. I'm hoping Cincinnati can go on a run here. Um, the thing is, like Munaf mentioned, I don't trust their pitching at all, and I'm not sure if they're, if they're going to go out and make a move or what they're thinking about because they got so many good young prospects. Probably don't want to give you any of those away to just like try to go for it all this season, uh, which, I mean, they obviously they don't have a chance to, to win it all, in, in my opinion, but I think they'll continue to, you know, groom those guys, get them some good rips, and you know, if they if they win a division, they win a division. If not, they'll build on it and go into next season with a little bit more confidence. But um, the pitching outside of Abbott, I mean, I just not a, not a fan of them. Maybe they can get a couple of guys um, in to to push them into a different level, but I just I just don't see it this year for them. Although they are exciting to watch. Um, but outside of that, man, the Cardinals, horrible, horrible um, team. Uh, I think they were overrated from the jump, so I took them under. Uh, outside of that, man, I don't trust the, the Brewers either, but I do trust their pitching more than any other team in this division from, I guess, one to three, if you if you want to go that far. Uh, that's a nice touch on the Cardinals under Lonte because I didn't hear much of that kicking around. Pretty much everyone was pretty... Was pretty high on the Cardinals, all the guests we had on and stuff. So, man, um, you see that that pitching rotation, man, that was yeah, yeah, right. I think everyone was just kind of a little bit seduced by the the run they had at the back end of last year. I mean, they, uh, the Cardinals, they're going, they're going to make you know, or maybe not this year, but they always make a somewhat of a run. But I wasn't yeah, minding going into the season. so far back, and they were they, they haven't been as bad as this. It's, there's something. A miss there. That was Scott. Scott keeps bringing it up. Scott gets agitated by the Cardinals nearly as much as Dylan does by the Mets. But um, there's something not quite, not quite working for them. Uh, finally, the NL West, which is obviously always exciting, but this year a little bit like that Central. Uh, the Reds have made that one. It's the Diamondbacks who've made the market. Um, in this one, the Diamondbacks are, let's say, all of a sudden. Um, tied. Well, they are, they're actually effectively second. Um, I think they're winning percentage of 571 to 573. So uh, kind of a third of a game back behind the Dodgers. The Dodgers just ran them down um, in the last week before the break because the, the Diamondbacks have been absolutely outstanding. My pick was the Padres at plus 110. 
I mean, still live, but I'm not proud of it. They just they've, they've suffered. I think they will have a, a good second half to the season. Uh, the six games out with a wild card, I wouldn't be surprised. There's just so much talent there. They have to put it together at some point, or do they? You know, that's what we've been saying. Um, I took the Dodgers under 96 and a half. They're on pace for 93. And I like that. We just talked about the Dodgers pitching with regards to Max Scherzer. There's, there's a lot of question marks over this Dodgers pitching. There's a lot of rookies having to come and play. And I'm not sure how sustainable trotting out Michael Grove and is it Emmett Sheehan and Bobby Miller's been okay. But just as that every five days, you keep rolling them out. I don't think they're going to get over that number. Um, Arizona over 74 and a half was an absolutely great pick. And um, we did give out the ladder option there as well. Um, Arizona make the playoffs plus 475. And my life-changing bet, which I am delighted with at this point, was the San Francisco Giants to finish exactly fourth at three to one. Um, well, obviously Colorado are gone uh, down in fifth. And all you need is the Padres to overhaul the Giants, which I think they absolutely will. I made the bet because I was high on the D-backs. It was a match effectively. Um, the D-backs and the Giants to finish third or fourth. Um, and I was high on the Giants. Uh, sorry, I was high on the D-backs, so the Giants had no option but to finish fourth. So at three to one, I think the Padres will get to them, and I'm delighted with that position. So, uh, Munaf, I mean, Dodgers or D-backs. The D-backs have done well. Fun young team, yeah. fun young rotation. You still get a little bit worried about Ryan Nelson and Davis and who else they're rolling out. Tommy Henry, I think they roll out. Yeah. Um, but Corbin Carroll and, and the lineup have been absolutely great. So can they keep it up, Munaf? Where would you where would your money go? I'm I'm hoping they do because I'm sitting on a forty to one and a twenty five to one for them to win that division. Um, oh wow! I, I think you and I, Mal, we were on the mothership with Sean and Ryan. I think I gave out the forty to one for the Diamondbacks to win the division as well on their show. On our show, I know I did pick the Dodgers. Um, and my best bet for at least for the win total was the under on the Colorado Rockies, uh, just because we knew at least three teams were going to be good in this division between the Padres, the Dodgers and, or the, uh, Diamondbacks and the Giants. But, um, you nailed it, Mal, that, that, that back end of the rotation is the biggest, biggest concern for the, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks when you're throwing out Ryan Nelson has been good on the road, but it's just, he's gotten trouble at Chase Field. Um, Zach Davies as well. Um, just, just very inconsistent. He's just, he's not a big league pitcher. Um, and then, uh, what was the last name that you mentioned there? Tommy Henry, Tommy Henry hasn't been too bad, but yeah, I think they need to go out and get another arm in that rotation. If they want to do a rental, like, again, we talk about names like Shane Bieber, maybe some of the other teams that, you know, want want to, you know, are going to trade some guys. I think Arizona is a fun, exciting ball club. Uh, they avoided the serious injury with Corbin Carroll. I know he left that game with a shoulder injury, but it, it didn't come out to be anything serious for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but I'm still going to back the Diamondbacks. I'm going to, I'm going to ride them uh, till the end of the season here. Again, you mentioned with the Dodgers, it's the, it's the pitching concerns that we talked about with all the injuries that they've had. And I don't know if we can trust those guys. If you put a gun to my head, I would rather trust the Dodgers guys than the back end of the Arizona Diamondbacks rotation. But I think the Diamondbacks know right now that at this juncture of the season, at the all-star break, that if they know to go out and make a move for another arm in that rotation, they're going to do it because how many opportunities are you going to have in the future where you're going to be tied with the Dodgers at, at this point of the season? Again, and the rumors are out there that it looks like that maybe Otani is going to end up with the Dodgers. Maybe not this, obviously, at the wow. trade deadline, but maybe in the offseason. So I'm going to the Dodgers here. Um, I'm feeling good about my Rockies under in this division as well. 
I mean, the Dodgers are minus 400 at the minute, so I wouldn't say to be playing them. I think you, you want to take a pick. It's the, the D-backs plus 475. I want nothing to do with the Giants at 6-1. to one. That's mad. The Padres at 22-1 to one stand out. So you'd be betting the Diamondbacks or the Padres in that division, but uh, unless Lonte has got anything else uh, fancy. Uh, no, so I got the... I got the um, D-backs at 35 and I want to say 30 to one to win the division. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't quite get a good, as good of a number as Muno. If I'm not as sharp as Muno, so I didn't get 40. Uh, I'll take, I'll take the 35 and the 30 though for a big number. I mean, but again, I'm worried about their bullpen and I'm worried about their pitching offensively. I think they'll be fine, but I just, I don't want to bet against the Dodgers right now because I know they're going to do something. They're going to do something to get that pitching room back. Offensively, no worries at all. But they're they're going to do something to bring in a couple of arms. Now, who those arms might be, whether it's you know Scherzer or Bieber, or I mean, even if they try to get Otani like this year, um, then it, it's going to be trouble. Because if you would have said at the beginning of the year that Kershaw was going to be in a Cy Young mix, pitching extremely well both home and road. And, you know, the Dodgers would be in this position. I think they'd take it. Like, they would probably be elated, especially with Dustin May. Didn't he have a – did he have Tommy John or was that something else that he had? He had Tommy John, I think, last season. I know I, this season when they lost him, I don't think it's Tommy John. I think it's something else, but I, I could be wrong. I could try, right. I'll try to look it up. And, he's, and then, out for, um, he's out for another 12 months or so. Yeah, he's right. so I, okay, so uh, maybe he re-aggravated or something. But what about um, – uh, Julio is he? Um, he he pitched again once. He's back. Was he? Is he? Yeah, he yeah, pitched he Thursday, Friday. Terrible. Yeah, but he, he looked he looked <laughs> bad though. Like he yeah. he might he might need to go back on the IL as well. So I mean, just think about if they get like Julio back to be decent. I mean, Emmett is small sample size, but he looks okay. He just got kind of a one trick pony. Uh, he does allow a, a lot of contact in the air. Um, I think the Padres are intriguing, man. If, if they can get it together, but again, inconsistency inconsistency is the is the word of the day for uh, for most of these teams with a lot of talent who just can't put it together, like the Blue Jays um, and the Mets. But San Diego falls in that category as well, man. Um, I, th- I think I'll take a shot with San Diego uh, before anybody else, um, being that I already have Arizona at, at pretty big numbers. Okay, look, we're going to have a five-minute whiz around some of the player props and awards. Um, I'll tell you about Underdog Fantasy first. Uh, Best Ball Mania 4 this year. Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favourite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and available in lots of states to head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Um, yeah, so just a little, little whistle around. I was happy with my card. I hadn't looked for a little while. Um, and I was happy with the card. Oh, I've probably made 15 or 20 picks. Um, obviously, there's a few shockers in there as well when we threw out some fancy price ones. But, um, Spencer Strider for NL Cy Young at 11 to 1. It was now at the three to one. Uh, Ronald Acuna nine to one NL MVP is minus three thirty. That one looks like it's home and hosed. Uh, Josh Jung, 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 uh, AL Rookie of the Year gave out at fourteen to one. Is now plus one ten favorite for that one. Uh, and then into some of the uh, stats categories, at Bobichet for the most hits at tens is into twos. And stolen bases, uh, Ronald Acuna again plus six fifty. He's now at the plus 110. He's in a match with Estuary Ruiz by the looks of it. 
Um, but Ruiz is currently injured, so we'll have to see what happens with that one. Um, a few swings and misses on some other stuff. But yeah, I think, again, if I was to cash some of them out... Uh, I'd, I'd be I'd be in profit at this point. Got some got some nice prices. Um, Moonaf, how did you fare? Um, I, I did give out Corbin Carroll four to one for uh, National League Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think my my Dumbo pick may have just been Julio Urias uh, for Cy Young and <laughs> uh, wins leader. But um, yeah, I also had Bo Bichette with you uh, for a hits leader. I think that one um, I felt really good about. The one that I think I got cute with, I wanted to pick one of the Astros pitchers. I think I ended up picking the wrong one uh, for Cy Young and strikeout leader was Christian Javier. I, I think I should have taken Framber Valdez for Cy Young. I think I want to say he is the odds-on favorite right now to win Cy Young in the American League. I also did take Otani, but Otani is pretty much a lock for MVP unless something does happen at the trade deadline uh, if he does go over to the National League. But I don't think that uh, from everything that I'm reading, I don't think that he's going to get traded. Uh, in the uh, during the uh, trade deadline, at least, but um, yeah, I, I mean, not not the greatest uh, for me as far as preseason picks for the for the awards and things. But I think the one the ones that I did mention with Corbin Carroll, Rookie of the Year, Bo Bichette, uh, feel good about that as well. Um, I haven't seen who the RBI leader is in the National League, but I did take Paul Goldschmidt at twenty five to one. Um, and then I did have Trey Turner uh, for runs, uh, most scored uh, runs of the National League uh, at twelve to one. But um, I, I think you have the better of that card uh, as far as um, as far as player player awards are, Mel. Sorry, Moon, I lost you there, but I think you might. Yeah, yeah uh, Spencer Strider, strikeout leader as well, twelve to one. Um, is now minus two ten. So yeah, that was a nice little little pick as well. I've made um, a few picks in the the YouTube comments and stored out a load of picks for these at the end of the season. So I think we're going to do that next time around. Um, we will get stuck in and we'll throw some stuff out. Uh, Lonte, the the player stuff. Are you sitting on any uh, fancy prices? Yeah, nothing really. Um, I try not to dabble in the player prop market or the. Uh the awards market until like midway through not midway, but I guess a third of the way through. Then I start making bits. So I like to see how everyone looks in, in certain roles, um, especially if they're on a new team or, you know, upcoming rookies or, or whatever the case may be. I got buried like last year, bitten like awards because I did so well <laughs> two years ago. Like I did so, I did so well two years ago and I got buried last year. So I said, I'm gonna take a different approach. Um, but I did get, um, Ellie De La Cruz at like eleven to one to win the rookie of the year. Um, I got Zach Gallen at a good number to win Cy Young. Um, Jordan home run leaders. That's that's a bit I did make, but of course that goes up and shit because he gets injured. But I think he yeah. was on pace. I think he was on pace to to be up there. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, before he before he got injured, um, I thought he could have won the MVP also. Uh, so I had those few bits. But outside of that, I try to keep it light on the on the preseason. Um, awards based and try to look more so in play um, or in season um, to pick my spots, to pick certain guys. I think you can get better value um, on that. I mean, baseball is just such an up and down thing. Like we saw the odd shift when Corbin Carroll went out with the injury. People thought it was serious. They've taken off the board. Um, Cruz was like down to like 250, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of things can happen within um, the season. So I like to watch it play out a little bit um, before I you know, dabble into that kind of market. It is. It's, it tends to be the injuries that move these markets. I've got two picks to give out tomorrow at 150 to one. Uh, they are one injury away from being 
minus odds, the two of them. Uh, so I'll tease you with that one. Um, but yeah, I think we'll, um, we'll, we'll leave it for this evening and we're going to uh, have a, a second half preview. So we'll go back through any futures um, on divisions, pennants, World Series, and then any player props. Because I picked up quite a few today that I quite liked, actually. Uh, so I'll look, be looking to get involved again um, for the second half of the season. Um, moving off, just happy to wear to just to chat a little bit of baseball, really, and, and reset ourselves um, over this break. And then tomorrow night we can uh, we can have some winners again. What's happening? Yeah, I forgot to mention I did pick up Justin Steele 100 to one um, at earlier oh. this season. Uh, he's down to 17 to one, so hopefully he can keep going. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll preview the second half of the year. We'll kind of take a look at some maybe try to find some updated win totals. Uh, maybe some more award markets that we do like for tomorrow or sorry for the second half of the year. Uh, I know guys are throwing out their chat or sorry, their picks for the second half of the year. So hopefully they come back tomorrow and join us again as we kind of go through it again, trying to get the consig on um, for tomorrow. Uh, that's TBD. Uh, but we'll be back in some form or fashion tomorrow to preview the second half of the season. Okay. Beautiful. Lonte, anything you need to tell the people about before we crack on? No, I got nothing, man. Enjoy the the few days off that we had and uh, look forward to watching the All-Star game. Fantastic. Um, okay, cheers, boys. Really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone who joined us on the YouTube. Uh, it was um, full of beans, as it always is. And lots of good picks as well. So, yeah, as we throw out our picks, we'll certainly throw out all of yours as well And when we do this show tomorrow. And then we'll be back on Thursday for Friday's game. So, yeah, uh, the break is very, very brief. Um, appreciate it. Good luck with all your picks, whatever you're betting on over the next two or three days. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers.